G'day everyone and welcome to Crackin' Furfies, a show where we crack furfies over some cold ones. I'm your host Drew Agnew and joining me along the bar is, is my good mate Ash Wallace. Ash, it's good to see you here again my friend. Oh, great to be here again, my friends. How are you this fine evening? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. We're on the uh, third pilot, so it be uh, fun to see where we go this week, whether we're going to go to a different country, maybe we're going to go to a different state. Regardless of current situations, I don't think we're going anywhere. We're staying in our bedrooms. I'm one of the only people that's allowed to go anywhere, which is the complete opposite of how it's been every other time. Does that make you feel good about yourself or do you feel a bit sorry for the, the rest of the country? No, I, this is not the kind of thing to feel vindicated about. I think a lot of Victorians <laughs> are just because, mm. because mm. everybody keeps telling them to get their shit together. They're like, nah, fuck you, now it's happening to you. But no, I don't want other people to be in this situation. It sucks. No, no. Well, to any other Victorians out there here in Australia, get your fucking shit together. Stop being such sour pusses. <laughs> All right. Like, we, we get it. You went through a real shit time. But um, just because the rest of the states have it now doesn't mean you can be all high and mighty about it. I don't know. Oh, I understand rough. the ire because the other states oh, yeah. have given it to us. From oh, yeah, I get it. Bloody Western Australia. Time. They thought they were high and mighty over there. Look at us. We're bloody half the country. We've got bugger all population. <laughs> um, we're we spread out to all shit. Of Australia. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Here in South Australia, it's still uh, relatively good. Um, I got my second COVID shot today. So hopefully I'm immune. I'll be like Goku from Dragon Ball Z. Just I'll be able to swim in COVID. I don't know. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe. Well, not. I certainly hope you don't do that, whether no. you can or not. <laughs> no. Well, I can't, and uh, I won't. I don't even know how that's possible. Like, is there like a reservoir? Just they pull all of the excess COVID. I guess if you had enough of the germs. In one spot, you could do it, but mm. the amount of germs you would need, mm. I wonder what that would look like, if you'd even be able to see it. Yeah, not too sure. Not too sure. I'd imagine it would uh, not be nice. It'd probably just be normal water. I don't know. Who cares? What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Completely, <laughs> like, <laughs> unreasonable topic. Like, <laughs> will, will never happen. Everyone's like, yeah, what would what would it look like if it was just a big mash? Just, just a pool of COVID. Mm. Anyway, I know a lot of people are sort of listening to bullshit like this to distract themselves from stuff like that. But so yeah, they don't want to hear me hearing about that. No, no. So, Ash, have you been up to anything interesting this week or has it been a, a pretty typical week? You did message me saying, oh, fuck, I'm a bit tired th- um, this morning. So I was wondering if that had anything to do with partying because last week you had your birthday you had a late night and your Thursday, you are feeling a bit seedy, a bit rough. And I was wondering, bloody hell, is Ash out there partying again? Is he making the most of Melbourne uh, nightlife? Jeez. Yeah, just, just getting out there while we can. No, well, I did go to trivia again last night. I Ooh, didn't bit, drink. Bit no, that's enough. a lie. I had one beer when we first got there. Oh, that would have done it. Um, no, I just I just haven't been sleeping well. This I go through weird phases where I just don't sleep properly. It's just... Something that happens to me, and yeah, this has been one of those times. I think I've averaged this week probably maybe four hours of sleep a night, and then last night was especially bad. So this morning when I got up, I felt like someone had ripped my soul out of my body. I was a walking husk, but 
when I was at work and the sun came out in the morning, it was a really nice day here. It actually just felt better. So <laughs> I'm all right now. Plus I had a nap when I got home. That definitely helps. Mm. I think uh, we're just getting old, Ash. That's that's the problem. That's it. Late oh, 20s? Jesus. Oh. Having the walking stick out we're soon. Only like, we're only like a few days apart in age as well. So <laughs> what's is your birthday the 15th of uh, June? The 14th. Yeah, so. 14th. I was going to say 14th, but. Oh, why didn't you then? Hey, bloody oh, hell. Well, I knew it was 14th or 15th. I've got a lot of friends that are born in June as well. Do you? So, yeah. So many birthdays. It's a good month. It's a good month to be born. Between, yeah. <laughs> it is definitely the best month you could say. Yeah. I really I like know. it because it's it gives you the, the maximum amount of time between Christmas and your birthday. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm one of those people that just really doesn't celebrate their birthday, though. People are like, what do you want for your birthday? I'm like, nothing. <laughs> yeah. When you say nothing, is there something you wish you could say, but you just don't because, yeah, you don't want to? Honestly, this year, whenever anybody was asking what I wanted for my birthday, I just told them to because I was doing that fundraiser that we talked about last week. I just said, just donate to my fundraiser. Like, don't get me anything. Do that. That would be like the best thing you could do. Oh. That's what I want. And nobody did that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, a couple of people did. But like a few people were like, oh, okay, cool, we'll do that. And they just oh. never donated and never got me anything. I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, it's all right though. I don't mind. I, I raised, I'm happy with the amount that I raised. I raised uh, $800, I think. That's pretty decent. So That's awesome. Yeah, well done. Also, just before I forget, well, before I forget, I want to get this in early enough. Mm-hmm. I guess we're on the last pilot for cracking furfies. I'm going to crack a furfy. Oh, you got a furfy. Fuck, I, I don't have, have one. I got a furfy. <laughs> I was considering letting you know beforehand just to like maybe we could tee it up, but then I was like, ah, whatever. Well, <laughs> well it, this, is a, <laughs> it is a week night. <laughs> this, is go- this is going to be my excuse. Uh, this, these are pilot episodes. Someone has to be uh, there to pilot the ship where it needs to go. But, you know, like every pilot, you, when once you get to know the route, then you crack the beers, right? Um, so if you've done was, it, if you've done always, enough trips between Australia and Singapore, you're like, yeah, I know where I'm going. A few beers won't hurt. <laughs> so that's going to be my pilot, goal. You got this, flick the switch. <laughs> yeah, no, I, you got this shit. It's all right. I was always the designated drink designated drink driver, so we got this. <laughs> we do. I've, I've never drink driven in my life. <laughs> so we're on the, the third pilot we finally actually had a drink we finally had a furphy uh are you what do you think of the of the furphy from uh little creatures it's a nice drop it's a it's a fine fine beer it gets it does it get you excited or is it it's a little creatures i didn't even know Mm -hmm, that little mm -hmm. creatures is a wa brand isn't it because furphy i'm pretty sure is brewed in geelong it is it is yes definitely is so i guess i probably just own it but i'm pretty i think little creatures started in wa one of the tidbits I learnt from when I was living there. Um, no, Furfy is fine. I think it's sort of like somewhere in between your stand, like stock standard commercial beers and your craft beers. And I'm not a big fan of craft beer. I'm, I seem mm. to be very much in the minority these days, but I just, I don't know. They're, they're very hoppy, like very fruity, a lot of them. And the ones that aren't fruity, generally like the IPAs, are just so strongly flavoured and bitter that yeah. There's not really much for me to work with that I like in there. And I'm a <laughs> I'm a very much 
a massive just like Aussie bogan when it comes to beers. Like my favorite <laughs> beer, this is a lot of people gag when I say this. My favorite beer is probably VB. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> it's just like I know when I drink it, I'm like, this is gross, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. You know when you get like, do you ever get when you buy like the cheap like off-brand colas or something and you drink it and you're like, I know that this is gross, but it's just good. Mm. That's what VB is to me in beer form. Yeah. I just love it. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I guess a lot of like cola you have, if it's not Pepsi or Coke, then it's just like anything else. It just tastes like completely different to whatever you're used to. So it might be the same for the for the beer. Like, oh, you know, I, I know yeah. it's just uh, it's just whatever, but oh, God, I love it. But then that goes out the window if all you drink is VB. Oh, it's not all I drink. <laughs> I mean, I'm drinking a Furfy right now. No, I'd normally, I don't actually drink that much beer anymore. It used to be like that was my drink. It was my go-to drink was beer. Um, but now these days when I drink beer, I usually drink uh, Great Northerns just because they're mid-strengths and I can sort of drink them for a bit longer. And have a more chill night rather than VB, where you have like five of them and you want to punch on with a kangaroo mm. or something. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be a kangaroo too. Like someone yeah. comes up and wants to fight. While you're holding the stubby in the other hand. <laughs> you're like, no, nah, mate, I don't, I don't want to fight you. I want to fight a kangaroo. They're a lot more, <laughs> lot more of a match for me, big man with a big tail. That's it. Yeah, I mean, no, like I- um, at, at the country pub when they first introduced Furfy um, down there at Beachport. It was very much a situation of like all the all the old boys like oh bloody the West End's best end, bloody get that into your veins, boys, and they drink the furfy. Oh, this is bloody flowery shit. Tastes like a bloody watermelon. Oh, it's disgusting. It's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> there I am, like like that at all. It's one of the only ones in that area that doesn't taste like that. Oh my gosh, and I guess if, they, nice, if all they drink is West End, then they are probably mm. going to think that. Yeah, because when when they brought it in, that is that was like a really different type of drink you could get on tap. Whereas now, there's so much so much more weird stuff coming in. Um, Stewie, who uh, who runs the hotel, he brings he orders in just really weird craft beers. He like loves his craft beers, so he's always trying different things. And he he brought in like a salt and vinegar pale ale. I'm like, that sounds fucking disgusting. And uh, he had a sip. I was like, oh, he's like, oh, have a taste, mate. So I had a taste. And it tastes exactly what you would think of when you hear salt and vinegar. Like That's ha- exactly what I didn't want you to say. That's n- exactly how I didn't want this anecdote to end. Like how, how would a drink with salt and vinegar taste remotely okay? Just vinegar. It wouldn't. Yeah. Did you ever, um, that reminds me of a video, like a Vine kind of thing. Did you ever watch Evan MB or LA Turtle? I think his name is. No, no, no. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, I don't. (laughs) He's just this weird guy who's got like long blonde hair. He's, I guess he's from LA. Um, he just makes his, have you seen that video? It's called dying. And it's just like a three-way conversation with himself in the kitchen. It was like a really popular video on Facebook. Doubt it. No, nah, I'm, I'm not up. I'm not up with the kids, Ash. I'm, I guess this was pretty old, though. I'm, I'm a week older than you, mate. You know, buddy. <laughs> 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 There's just this one video he has because he like a lot of his videos are just like like how they do it, where it's like just them having conversations themselves, but they're playing different characters. And there's this one that 
I watched again recently where it's just like this guy's drinking out of a water bottle and it's him, but it's another guy's like, hey, can I get a sip of your water? And he's just like, it's not water. And the other guy's like, oh, vodka, nice. I like your style. He's like, it's vinegar. He's like, what? He's like, it's vinegar, pussy. <laughs> and then it just ends. That's it. That's the whole uh, video. Oh, just uh, that, that whole thing of um, faking you out with something different. Um, I was, This was at my 21st birthday. I really wanted to drink a water because um, I've been drinking a fair bit that night and someone had a water bottle filled with, I can't remember what it was. I think it was vodka. And like, oh, here you go, mate. Well, thanks. Just take a big swig out of this Mount Franklin, which wasn't Mount Franklin bloody at all. Oh, it was, gonna... it was like Smirnoff uh, vodka. And I'm like, oh, and I just feel it just straight out my nose. Didn't, didn't throw it up, but straight out my nose. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't fun at all. So, if it was vinegar, I, um, that might have actually been better than bloody vodka. But. Probably. <laughs> a long time ago, I reckon I would have been... I still lived in South Australia, so I was 14 or 15. Mm. I was at good my good friend's Lockie Velo's place, and it was <laughs> the day after... I, I can't remember. Someone had had a party, and everybody had been drunk, and I was, like, in his kitchen at, like, 7 in the morning the next day. Mm. And I was like really thirsty and I opened up his fridge and there was a 600 mil bottle of Coke in there. I was like, yes, score. I'm just going to steal this bottle of Coke and no one will ever know. I grab it, open it, and take a massive mouthful. And what do you think it was? Do you want to play a guessing game? Yeah, yeah. I assume it was was mixed with Jack Daniels or something. No, it was red wine. Oh, fuck. (laughs) It was, I spat it. Like inside his fridge because the fridge closed. <laughs> I don't even like red wine now, and I was fifteen at the time. Jesus, why do they keep it in a six hundred mil Coke bottle it's in the fridge? In the fridge, red wine doesn't even meant to be chilled. Chilled red wine. Ugh. Oh my god! I just yeah, I've never like I never told them as well because I didn't want them to know that I was like stealing it. So I never found out why <laughs> it was in the Coke bottle or in the fridge. So like to this day, I have no context behind that apart from the fact that it was there and I tried to drink it. Oh, Jesus Christ, Ash. No wonder you turned out like you turned out. Bloody hell. <laughs> well, <laughs> just drinking <laughs> beers on a Thursday night. <laughs> Just, uh, just that awkward. Uh, oh, oh is, he, is he being serious? <laughs> I'm not being serious, Ash. You know I love you. How, how did I turn out? <laughs> Very well. <laughs> uh, all right, Ash. So one of the uh, sort of things we've been talking about during these pilots is, to, oh, let's move into the section, crack the furphy a little bit quicker. So that's what we're going to do in this episode. See how it works out. Uh, I know we can sort of talk forever, but. Hurry the fuck up, boys. Get the get the cracking furfies. <laughs> All right, so let's, uh, let's, let's crack some furfies, Ash. Ah, uh, you see? Now that's a frothy furf. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, that is a frothy furf. Ash, Ash it's, not, it's not that frothy at all. It's in a it's in a can unless you... Yeah, it's a tinny. <laughs> yeah, it's a tinny, yeah. We don't actually... That barman, uh, as, as clear as he is, as clear as you can hear him, he's not actually in our houses at the moment. He's actually lost his job because of COVID, so... Um, <laughs> Funnily enough, when I was at the... Because I actually just went to the bottle shop like 20 minutes before we started recording. Mm. I was there and I was like, oh, do I want uh, tinnies or stubbies? And I ended up going with the tinnies just because I thought 
I'm going to crack this on the thing. It'll make a much more satisfying sound if it's a tinny. Yeah. That's the only reason I went with tinnies instead of um, stubbies. Well, tell you what, Ash, you get whatever you like, mate. The audience can put up with whatever sound they get. All right. Even if they don't hear a crack at all, just as long as you're enjoying that drink. Make sure you enjoy that drink, Ash. It's better than I remember it, Furphy. I haven't had it in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you keep saying that, Ash. We got we got the rep uh, listening in, so just keep that in mind. Quite some time for me is like a week. I'm just a raging alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> quite some time. I can't remember because I've ha- I had a lot of beers last night. <laughs> All right, Ash. So without further ado, would you like to give us some Furfies for me to try and crack? Thank you, then. Also, just quickly, another thing we're going to do this time is we're going to go two rounds. A few more furfies. A few more furfies. A few more furfies to get through. To make up for um, my lack of furfy in my hand, in my gullet. Oh, also, I need to come clean. I fell victim last week. I owe you an apology. Mm-hmm. The one that I brought up that I couldn't find the article for, the one that was the subway is not ground up people, I did what... Uh, like Channel 9 and stuff have done a few times where they've published a <laughs> satire article thinking that it's real. So that was actually a satire article. <laughs> it wasn't a real one. Uh, so technically that was a furphy. <laughs> yeah, you, you got fucking double furphied, my friend. Jesus I Christ. Remember. I was about to say, like, fucking else would be extreme. Ground up people. That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Very tangent. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Channel 9. They once published an article that uh, Batuta Advocate had written that was saying that a guy that played for the Perth Scorchers, who's one of the Big Bash cricket teams, used to be the used to be or is the kazoo player in Tame Impala. <laughs> Tame Impala don't have a kazoo player, and I don't know if this cricket player and Kevin Parker have ever even met. <laughs> <laughs> And Channel 9, I think, published it thinking it was, like, real. Yeah, well, you got to do that's what you got to do. a few times with uh, Batuta Advocate mm. articles, and, yeah, that's basically what I did. The thing is with Subway, though, is when you say, oh, it could be human people in the meatballs or whatever the article was, it's like, yeah, well, I'll believe it. Yeah, well, it's, it's <laughs> something that, like, the world is so crazy that that is a thing that could definitely happen. Yeah, it's like, All oh, right. Subway, shit, oh, you know. So. Yes. Pardon me, Perth <laughs> is getting me. All right, so article number one: multi-million-dollar painting. Oh, my phone screen just turned off. Multi-million-dollar painting found to actually be painted with several bodily fluids rather than paints. Oh, that's a bit gross. Yeah. Article number two: man refused restaurant booking because wheelchair takes up too much space. That's- and article number three. U.S. cities set up cooling centers as historic heat waves bakes Pacific Northwest. Okay, that sounds like a real one because that's happening. Uh, the 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 wheelchair that uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, I think that one is real as well. As much as that sucks for people that can't move around without a wheelchair, that's really unfortunate. What was the first one again? Sorry, remind me on that one. A multi-million dollar painting found to actually be painted with several bodily fluids rather than paint. God, I hope that's fake too, but I don't know if it is. <laughs> You've done well here, Ash. I don't know what the what the furphy here is. God, if I only had my own bloody furphy to drink, I might be able to figure it out. 
God, the, the bodily fluids, right? So, like, I've got a second one. So, oh, we'll pass it over here, mate. Fucking don't be, don't be so I'll, greedy. I'll email it to you. Email it, thank you. Uh, well, he, this is the thing with the bod- bodily fluids. So, you got access to red being blood. You got access to don't know if they're male or female. Don't know if they're sourcing it from other people. <laughs> uh, but you, you got access to some, you know, yeah, creamy see-through colour. You got you got yellow if you're a bit dehydrated. <laughs> um, if you're really dehydrated, it can almost be brown. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess you can use saliva, but that is like a no color. But you could use that to mix in to get other colors from yeah, other you substances. Could, you could dull colors with um, saliva. You could probably turn red to pink. Yeah, so you could do that. Uh, I am unfortunately, I do remember that you also have a. Uh, another access point in the human body, which you can get the brown color from. So you can get that shade. That's a lot darker than say the other colors you have access to. So I'm just trying to imagine what kind of painting would come from this, uh, this bodily fluids. Personally, I wouldn't buy it myself. It might smell a bit um, in the house. It, it might be all right for the man cave. You could have some weird smells out there, but apart from that, <laughs> I think it's a, it's a bit of a no go. I really, I really don't think you would have, um, Brought us the uh, or made up the headline of the the wheelchair. Like I said, I think that is somewhere that uh, needs to get their shit together. Maybe I don't know. So yeah, I'm gonna go with the first one, Ash. That's the Furphy. Ding ding ding! We have a winner. That Ooh. one is the Furphy. Ring a ding ding, ding. Cool. Ring ding 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 ding. Yes, you have it correctly guessed the Furphy. A man was refused. Restaurant booking because wheelchair takes up too much space. Funnily enough, in Melbourne. So, yeah, Victorians, get your shit together. Oh, fucking Victorians. I, I'll tell you what, boys. Get your shit together, especially you restaurant owners. I'll, your buddy, a lot of you are whinging because, uh, you know, COVID shut you down, which you should be. It's bloody, it's bloody unfortunate. It's bullshit. But to get more details on the article, but it, the link seems to be dead now. I did save the links oh, this time. Bloody hell. Hang on. Bloody yeah, uh, I can't open it, but that did happen. I what? I thought that you might have thought that one was fake because you might have just been like, nah, surely somebody wouldn't do that. The cooling centres one as well, I thought was... It probably seems a bit more unbelievable when you actually look at the cooling centres in the article. They're basically just like giant morgue coolers. Oh, Jesus. Just like big metal beds in giant metal rooms. Yeah, because at the moment, a lot of uh, I listen to a fair few podcasts from Canada and the US, and every single time they sort of start an episode or whatever, like, oh, God, it's hot over here. I'm sweating my tits off. I'm just thinking, like, Canada, isn't it? Doesn't it snow there like all year? And oh. no, it's sure, it sure. snows in the winter in Canada. Like in certain places, it'd snow in all year round, like more north because it goes sort of mm. into the Arctic Circle. But no, in most places the snow thaws and they have big hiking trails instead of ski slopes. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I knew that it, obviously it was been a bit hyperbolic with the snowing all year. But <laughs> would we be I, a I, bit I, more? I, would it get as hot as it would here? Do you know? No, I don't think so. It, it's, some areas get pretty hot, but I don't think it'd get as hot as it does here. Mm. It's, yeah. I think it's just a bit too far north. I know like North America gets pretty hot in areas. Yeah. They got like Death Valley in California and some bullshit. Bloody hell. I hate the heat, man. I hate it. Oh, me too. I hate the hot weather so much. Mm. As soon as I we'll sweat, I should just call it a day. For the Arctic. 
<laughs> Showing you white you know, forearms. I actually yeah. <laughs> look as white as I am because I've got my light on like warm lighting. Oh. If I change that to white lighting, I will be reflective. <laughs> <laughs> Just, uh, yeah. Actually, tell me about that. Yeah, actually, no, I, I just I just remembered. Uh, I was going back to the, like, the story that you made up of the um, made up of the bodily fluids. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I was like, oh, no, no. Well, I was that- kind of based on a real story, but I don't think it was a news article. But there's paintings out there like that that exist. I know that the album artwork to Load and Reload by Metallica their album artworks are actually paintings by a, <laughs> oh. this is actually pretty gross by a guy who paints using uh mixtures of blood and semen and his own blood and semen and if you look up like the load and the reload album covers and you like you don't really know what it is and then you hear that and you look it up and you're like oh yeah that is what that is and that's disgusting <laughs> you didn't realize metallica was so Gross. <laughs> just like no, this is like when they start. The music's not that fucking hardcore, is it? But they're gonna like commission they still a guy. Trying with- to get like really progressive after the Black Album. I Metallica were my favorite band growing up. I've read their um uh, the Enter Night biography, mm-hmm. and yeah, they sort of got like a bit weird. Try to be a bit progressive after the Black Album, which was their self-titled album. Is that progressive though? It's yeah. Well, it's no. It's not. It's just gross. They <laughs> thought it was like different and cool or whatever, and it just it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, because being progressive is all about you know um, encouraging uh, positive change. I don't know what that does. Doing that though, I think it's like one of those things where it's like you shouldn't say it's gross because it's still art in some people's eyes. But it is gross though, isn't it? It is just gross. Mm. Like just paint with paint. <laughs> Yeah, or just like your own blood. That's like human blood in general. That's just that's pretty gross. It is a bit much. Isn't Ob- it? Obviously, your semen. You know, just just yeah, don't don't smear that on a. You know what you canvas. can use instead of your own blood and your own semen is red and white paint. <laughs> Be a lot easier to procure too. Yeah, I was thinking more of like say if you really want like a lot of blood to paint with, you could go to like a like a slaughterhouse or something and surely just get like a bucket of blood, you know? Well, I was thinking you could probably go to like a blood bank because blood, when you donate it, only has a shelf life of like a month or something like that. So when it, yeah. if it's past its shelf life, you probably... See, now that's, prog- that's progressive, they, putting that type of I stuff to use. <laughs> don't know if they'd actually be allowed to give it out. Doubt but it, if doubt they it. could, then... Yeah, no, I highly doubt it too. Because how would you feel if you donated blood and if it's, oh, we actually yeah, didn't, we didn't use it, so we gave it to this fucking guy who's going to s- draw a Metallica album art or something. I don't know. You know, I've got a, another quick tangent. I was in South Australia, oh, how long ago? Maybe like, when was it? About two months ago, a month and a half, something like that, for a wedding mm-hmm. in, uh, in Murray Bridge, actually. And... I won't go into detail about who it was, but like <laughs> not. <laughs> sister of the bride, I was talking to her and she was, cause she does like art oh, at God. uni and it's like that sort of like kind of weird stuff. That's like, is, is that art? But it is. Um, 
And she was trying to um, do a piece. I don't even remember what it was, but she was trying to procure uh, somebody's, like an actual person's ashes after they had been cremated to use. And she was like saying how she had spoken to people at crematoriums and this, well, I might've just been the one and the guy seemed to be really on board with it. And he was like, going to give her someone's ashes. And I was like, that seems highly illegal. <laughs> Look, if, if the person that got cremated was like an artist and that is what they desired to live on as a painting or, you know, some, something like that. So, okay. But if, if it is just like, you know, I need, I need some ashes, just, just get some out the truck for me, would you, mate? Yeah, we got heaps. Yeah. <laughs> if it's yeah, if it's one of those things where it's like before they passed, they were like, "Yes, that's fine. I would love to be part of that." And the family's okay with it, and then the place that does the cremation's okay with it too. Then it's like, "Yeah, cool." But the understanding that I got was that nobody else was in the loop except <laughs> for this guy that worked there, and he was just like, "Yeah, sure, come and take some." Yeah. Well, that's that's interesting. I um I didn't think I, there'd be anything weirder to put on a canvas than semen or blood. But, <laughs> yeah, but here the, we are. There we are. As long as as long as those three things don't get mixed, then it becomes a real <laughs> weird issue. Then that's oh, when yeah. it that's when it becomes a bit ooh, that's a bit fucked. That's really like, fucked. Like before we were like that's not really progressive. Now we're just like no, that's just wrong. <laughs> yeah. What about if all three were from the same person? So this artist Killed someone, got their blood, got their got, <laughs> got their jelly, and cremated them, and then put them onto a painting. That's what that that is when it gets really fucked up. Well, my direction when you said they're all from the same person would have been okay. So the artist has obviously gotten all these things ready before he's passed, and then somebody else has used them. But you're like, no, he's murdered this bloke. <laughs> he's just using all of his stuff. Yeah, no, that's messed up. Mm. That's very messed up. How would you get their jelly? <laughs> Get the jelly. I don't know, How Ash. Do I don't want to know. about getting that? <laughs> All right, moving on. Please, Ash, please. Well, that, that's a great fair for you, Ash. That took us down a great, great path. Great path. All right, so these are my two articles because I forgot we did three. Um, <laughs> and uh, I don't know why I did that. Anyway, so the first one is dad takes child to work and makes them do his job as he eats Ben and Jerry's. And the next one is mum takes toddler to a job interview with his own CV after she couldn't find childcare. So which one is the furphy? I like how you've made them similar. Mm -hmm. Makes it harder to pick one. Um... I think the Ben and Jerry's part is oddly specific, which makes me think that that one's true, but that could also be trying to lead me astray. I think that the toddler having its own CV is like a kind of witty thing to do. It's pretty funny. But I also think that that's just like, if you're taking your toddler to your job interview, you are never getting that job. Yeah, it depends what the job is, I guess. But Yeah, I guess. If it's like daycare or something like that, that could just be seen as funny. Um... Hmm. So 50 50, and you've still got me stumped. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> there's, a, there's not many jobs that you could that you could do that you could have your toddlers doing for you in your place. That's also just like it does say, um, it does say for the dad, it does say child, it doesn't say toddler. So it's just a toddler for the 
the second article. Yeah, okay. So, but there's still only a few jobs that you can have a child to do as well. Mm. And it's still also just like child labor, which is illegal. Um, That's what made the headlines. I'm going to go with number one. Child um, labor is the furphy. All right. Ah, you see? Now that's a frothy fur. That's a frothy fur, Ash. Well done. You got it. So, yes, it is true that a mum did take her toddler to a job interview. And um, I actually don't know how it turned out. I haven't read it. But let's let's discover it together, Ash. So, uh, I'll read the article and we can discuss it from there, I guess. So, the article reads, uh, A mum has uh, been heaped with praise after taking her toddler to a job interview dressed in a suit and clutching his own CV to help her land the role. Mum Margie from St. Louis, US, explained that she had lost her job due to the pandemic and was invited to a second job interview for a new position, but wasn't able to find anyone to look after her young son. The company quickly told the mum that they were child-friendly and invited her to bring him along so she didn't miss out on the opportunity. Uh, Sharing an adorable video on TikTok, Margie shows her son preparing for the big day, dressing in a blue and white striped shirt with a bow tie, as the pair even wash down his buggy and write up his own CV to explain why he too would like to be a valuable member of the team. Uh, Listing his skills in a blue felt tip pen, the pair included eating all the snacks, uh, destroying a clean space in 20 seconds, smelling flowers with teeth, with my teeth, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Holding his mum's hand to walk down the stairs, throwing a ball and an expert eye to spot a dog a mile away. Uh, the, the, The sweet clip uh, shows the boy walking into reception and it seems the interview all went smoothly. Aside from her little one eating a pickle out of the owner's sandwich and dro- drooling uh, and Margie praised the company for being so welcoming. Excitedly, the mum posted a follow-up video shortly afterwards to say uh, the Dream Team had success successfully earned themselves a job offer and they would be putting their heads together to consider it. The video has been viewed more than 8.7 million times and melted the hearts of viewers as it uh, raked up those thousands of comments. So that is from themirror.co.uk. I take back what I said. That is a genius strategy to get a job. If you go in there with your kid and it like becomes a viral video, which it probably will be because of what it is, oh, they can't yeah, say no. Yeah. Imagine if they said no, they'd be cremated online. <laughs> and then my friend would use their ashes in the lap and Yeah, it's just like it's a it's a nice heartwarming story. You know, we yeah, we talked a lot of bullshit at the start about, you know situations of COVID and stuff. We were we were joking about the Victorians. Don't worry about that. Ash is one of them now. He's been taken into the tribe, so no no, no hard feelings there. <laughs> it but is, It is a bit of a tribe over here. Victorians don't seem to get along with anyone from any other states. Everybody hates Victorians and they hate everyone else. It's reciprocated. Um, as a fellow South Australian, uh, obviously you are too, Ash, but you do live there, so you have been t- uh, eaten by the wolves, as, uh, as they say. Um <laughs> You know, I've got nothing against Victoria. I think uh, Melbourne is a, a wonderful city. It's probably my favourite city in Australia. I love going there. I don't know how I'd go living there, but I'll make the most of it. I'll bloody go out to the nightclubs and uh, dance my dance my uh, feet off, not my bum I off. Did that quite a bit when I first got here. I haven't done that for some time now, though. Obviously, mm. um, 
I think especially back where we're from, where like I'm from originally, you still live, there's just this ridiculous rivalry because it's so close to the border. So everybody on just on the opposite side of the border from Victoria hates everybody from South Australia and everybody just on your side of the border hates Victorians. And it's like, it's completely unfounded. There's no reason for it apart from that there's an imaginary line going through it. Yeah. Well, it's just dumb. I I hate it. It's so stupid. Like, it's so unnecessary. And these people hate each other. They don't even know each other. (laughs) Just for this silly rivalry over an imaginary line where they say, this is where my state starts and yours ends. (laughs) A lot of it is just friendly banter. There's like nothing to it. Like, oh, you're fucking Victorians. Oh, you're- Sometimes there is, though. Like, yeah. you hear stories about, like, every now and then Victorians will go down. They say, like, oh, they've got to get on their quads and they ruined a beach or something. It's like, South Australians do that all the time on their own beaches. They just don't, nobody cares because they're from here. <laughs> and then they'll just, like, they would chase them out of town, but they'll say, like, people get real riled up over it and stuff just because they're Victorians. And it's just very unnecessary. But you're right. A lot of it is friendly banter. Mm. But some of it isn't, which is the the disappointing part. Yeah. Well, the, the thing is, this this is what I've been thinking a lot about with just, uh, you know, sort of the, the Black Lives Matter um, stuff that came out last year and a, a lot of this, uh, you know, just awful racism, which uh, we might have assumed um, in the positions we are here in Australia that doesn't exist anymore, but... I think a lot of it just comes from the human nature of tribalism, whether it is skin color or where we live or this invisible line that separates us. Uh, I think a lot of it just comes from that. And it, it's it's nothing that's, uh, that makes any sense necessarily, but just because you're from a, a different state or a different town or a different city, because even just like within your own states, uh, there's, there's a tiny little town near where we live. Like my town only has 4,000 people. Then there's another town that has like, I don't know, 200 people, 100, 100 people. I've got no idea. But there's even like, there's tribalism everywhere, whether it's between countries, between cultures, between towns, between districts, between like, <laughs> like it's just everywhere. And I think it, it all, all it takes is people just to sort of open their mind up to sort of uh, get rid of that because that is, it's really dangerous if people take it too seriously. Because back in the day, all, all it was when we were cavemen or whatever, we'll look at someone and go, "Oh, you're different, shit." You know, you put up your defenses. I've got to protect my, you know, my kids, whatever, because this might be a threat. Whereas nowadays, that isn't necessarily the case. Just because you see someone who has, you know, a different haircut, different skin color, color to you, um, it doesn't mean they're a threat. Well, at all necessarily. If they have a knife, then that's a threat. <laughs> <laughs> if they're coming towards you with said knife brandished, definitely a threat. Run. Mm. But no, I agree. I think humans by nature do bond together, form groups. Yeah. That's just what they do. It's a social thing. That's how you be social. That's how you find mates. It is like a natural thing. It's an instinctive thing. But I mm. think people use that as sort of like, a, not a weapon, but a way to justify just shit things that they do. Yeah. Anyway, we should probably move on before we get too philosophical. <laughs> Look, man, I'm all I'm all about getting the philosophical here on cracking furfies, but well, that's usually what you do at like at the when you've cracked I think too <laughs> many furfies, and it's the four a.m. point in the night, and you're sitting around that back table listening to your third progressive rock album for the night. 
talking about conspiracy theories. And stuff. <laughs> yeah, just by the end of the podcast, we're like, "Fucking Ash, I love you, dude. You're so <laughs> fucking awesome." You know, I have I ever told you? <laughs> Fuck, we gotta fucking do more together. You're a fucking legend, man. You're so cool. <laughs> then, then it'll get to the part where it's like, "Fuck, what have I got wrong?" <laughs> Oh, <laughs> be like the big D and M session. Love me. <laughs> I tried so hard, but just uh... yeah, we've all had those all moments. Right. Don't lie. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, I'll give you the next round, please. Article number one: Kim Jong Un admits North Korea is facing a tense food shortage situation. Okay. Article number two. Microchipped hen discovered 350 kilometres from Dubbo Home Farm in regional New South Wales town Curry Curry alive and well. Okay. And article <laughs> number three, Blood Moon 2021. Preacher in end of the world prophecy says doomsday is on the horizon. Well... Man, I hope the prophecy isn't that we're going to uh, be doomed. That's for sure. Um, hope that's the furphy. Hope that's a bit of a bit of a tall tale by that uh, prophecy man. Are all of the prophecies that we're doomed, though, and none of them ever come true. Well, I mean, the ironic bit about that is if one does come true, then well, I won't yeah. be able to make a podcast to say, "Hey, they were right." Yeah. Well, but no, yeah. yeah, they're all about us being doomed. None of the prophecies just say, "On this day." Everything will be fine. <laughs> <laughs> this will be a good day. Well done. <laughs> uh, the one about the hen, I've got no idea. I don't know if they fucking found a microtripped hen out of, where was it? Curry Curry? Yeah, Curry Curry. Yeah, I, I don't know. Could be, could not be. Uh, what was the microchip uh, for though? Was it just like a, a dog registration? You know, oh, look, it's uh, it's Frank's uh, chicken. Um, we'll we'll return it to him. I haven't opened the article, but that's what I assume it would be. That's right. usually what it says when you're something like an animal's microchip. Do you do you register your chickens? Is that something you do? Each like if you have pets. I have no idea. It might be different state by state. Mm. Yeah, again, haven't opened the article, so I don't know. Right. I know that when I had two cats when I lived in WA, we had to get them. Well, actually, one of them was already microchipped, but we had to get the other one microchipped as well. Yeah, definitely for your cats and dogs, but I got no idea about chickens. I eat chickens. I don't know. Uh, I don't have chickens. That's, that's, do they, do the chickens you're eating, does it have microchips in it? The meat? Oh, hope not. Otherwise, I've just got a gut full of microchips. <laughs> Bill Gates is watching you. <laughs> Some uh, chicken farmer just like, oh, there, there's my flock. It's me there, just all in my guts. How, how are this? How is there thirty chickens in this one spot? <laughs> yeah, like, there it is. The whole flock of a hundred. Oh, sorry, that's just me. <laughs> Uh, and what was the first one, Ash? What's the first one? first one was Kim Jong-un admits North Korea is facing a tense food shortage situation. Mm, look, I don't know. I'm going to say that one. He probably won't admit fucking anything wrong he's done. So I'm going to go over that one. Is that the furphy, Ash? That is not the furphy. Oh, no. Oh, what was the furphy then, Ash? Oh. Oh. It was the microchipped hen. <laughs> Ooh. I haven't opened that article because it doesn't exist. Yeah, you fucking cheeky bastard. <laughs> yeah, I thought I'd catch you out with that Kim Jong-un one when I put that in there just because I was like, I didn't, I was surprised when I saw the article. I was like, oh, I didn't think he would admit to something like that. But yeah, no, he actually did. And I mean, everybody knew that they'd been having a food shortage for years. They're a third world country. 
Yeah. Yeah. And just finally admitted it. All right. So tell us about the prophecy. R- read that article to us. Let's, let's hear more about that. I'll try to open it. Hopefully this one doesn't show up as a dead link as well. Give me one second. The, the thing about these news sites as well, they put so much ads in it too. It's hard to actually read them. Like, oh, is, is this where the no, article no. ends or not? They just want their oh, revenue wait, so bad. I've got it open in my browser. Here we go. Oh, thank God for that. A blood moon eclipse tomorrow afternoon is a potent sign of the end of the world is fast approaching. Okay, when was this posted? Because it obviously didn't happen unless it was posted today. There's a blood moon not that, not that long ago. I remember because uh, Bryce sent me a message saying, hey, go outside and have a look. I'm on. I went outside and it was just cloudy. I'm like, ah. Oh, yeah. No, it, it's been. The full moon will turn red on Wednesday, May 26th, the first total lunar eclipse in more than two years. Many Christian evangelists, evangelists, yeah, interpret this astronomical event as a sign from God, believing blood moons were foretold thousands of years ago in the Bible. Okay. Is I can't. I guess that makes sense. So the Bible just foretold that there would be blood moons. I mean, it's a pretty. That's like me being like, "Hey, there's going to be a full moon at some point in the future." <laughs> <laughs> Both the Old and New Testament speak of the moon turning blood red in the final days of mankind, and many seem to think these times are closing in on us. This is a very broad thing. I'm now realizing. So it just means that there is a blood moon and that Christians think that a blood moon might mean the end of the world at some point. So <laughs> this is a very clickbaity article. Well, they fucking got you, Ash. They got you to click on it. An ominous passage in the <laughs> Bible's book of Revelation, for example, when they say for example, it obviously means it's only kind of related, mm. warns, I watched he open the sixth seal. There was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like sackcloth, sackcloth made of goat hair. Well, it's written as one word, so it looks like sackcloth, but it's sackcloth. Sackcloth, like it's just just that language they're using. It's like, all right, yeah, it's, it's written a, written a, written a while ago. I don't know how much relevance that has in twenty twenty one. It's like it, it turned red like a a Nike Jordan shoe. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be like like the like the modern equivalent. <laughs> Just like my sick Air Jordans. Yeah. Um, uh, sackcloth made of goat hair. The whole moon turned blood red, and the stars in the sky fell to earth as figs drop from a tree when shaken by strong winds. <laughs> Doesn't seem very apocalypse-y, Figs falling from a tree because of some winds. Yeah, it's like I don't um, know buildings falling down really or something. That'd be. Clearly very outdated before we knew what stars were. They're not going to fall from the sky anytime soon, I can assure you. Yeah, Yeah. this article is tying a few things together that aren't really related mm. and doesn't really mean anything. It, it may as well be a furphy even though the article is actually there. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know you were trying to steer it away from a, a bit more of a serious topic last time, but... Yeah, stuff like this is why it's just like I, I, I do respect religion and why people like have faith but at the same time putting your putting your belief in something that like affects people directly like for example whether it's a you know, gay marriage or et cetera et cetera the other things that the church is against 
these these things were written when people were extremely tribal and just looked at each other. You're different. All right, don't worry about it. Oh, you're you're gay. You're whatever whatever have you be. And when when you just like hear it read out in sort of a modern context before we knew a lot of uh, the things we do, it's just like it just makes you shake your head type of thing. Yeah, I think especially with like gay marriage as well is because like in almost every religion it's like that has like a singular god it's well in pretty much all of them well this could this is a very uneducated take on this i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure in most religions where they have like a singular god it's seen as um procreation is like god's gift to man and then if you are gay you can't procreate so Mm. it's like seen as a no-no because of that but yeah there's a lot of other things as well which are just like not allowed for seemingly no real reasons like i think you don't need to go any further than just like the westboro baptist church (laughs) to come across all sorts of things like that where they just don't agree with anything that isn't just hardcore christianity and yeah they just they're just bad people basically yeah and like that, that's that's not everyone. Like it has a lot of uh, good aspects too. Like you know, it's, it's good communal gets people meeting up every week or whatever. Um, it's a bit like this podcast. This gives gives us a, us a communal reason to catch up. This is cracking furfies is kind of our religion yeah. in some ways. If you if you want to put it that way. Yep, church is now in session, boys. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, no. Um, yeah. Nothing, nothing uh, against uh, people that have faith, or whatever. But it's just when uh, you hear sort of these these reasons why people can't live their lives and enjoy who they are, it's it's just uh, frustrating. I think for the most part, um, what is this? A warning has just come up on my PC. Something's trying to update. Well, don't do um, that, Ash. I'll lose you. <laughs> <laughs> I think for the most part. Um, like most people in most religions are actually fine. Like of course, I know of a course. Lot of, I know a lot of Christians and most of them that were voting voted yes to gay marriage. They're like, of course, but they should be allowed to get married. It's, it's like, it's like, like anything the, just with the extremists. The time, like mm. logic and just good nature prevails over, yeah, like ex- extremism religion. Yeah, just extreme anything. Like even if you're an extreme eater, extreme drinker, extreme christian extreme anything just uh you know it's never never really a good sign extreme video gamer like you ash playing (laughs) (laughs) i still haven't even finished ratchet and clank so you can't call me too extreme oh no i am right at the end i'm just keep on doing the um the tournament the arena challenges to get more raritanium and level up my weapons dude ratchet and clank rift apart is so good i love i loved it so much i um it's a great game i sat down in two settings and played it and yeah i reckon it's my favorite game of the year so far absolutely loved it got the the platinum trophy yeah i'm I'm pretty close to platinum trophy i haven't even been trying to get it either i'm just a completionist when i play games Mm. um i do have to say though it is a buggy mess. Mm-hmm. It is, yeah. I um, I had like instances of just like clipping through, um, like rocks and stuff as I'm going, and yeah. 
I've, um, had a, I've had like more than one section where I've like gotten in, like not even intentionally doing it. I've just accidentally fallen into somewhere I'm not supposed to be and I can't get out. And I've had to like start menu, reload from last checkpoint. Luckily, there's like the checkpoints are very often in that game. Yeah. I think that's, they probably did that on purpose because they were like, this is a buggy mess. <laughs> Every time there's an update, I'm like, yes, get get those bugs. Yeah. You know the you know the mini game where your players glitched, a little computer spider? Yeah. Hey, you've got to go and do the challenges and um, like save the com- uh, computer terminal from the uh, virus. There, there was a, a section in that where I just couldn't move and I was just clipping through the world. I'm like, all right. So I just... There was no way of me beating it, so I just skipped the level. And after that, I just skipped all sort of the mini games. I'm like, all right, I just went to my menu, menu skip, skip, skip. I don't I even, didn't even know you could skip. Them. Yeah, you could just press the menu button and um, go to skip. And so that's what I did after it just glitched out. I was stuck there for like five minutes. I'm like, I yeah. can't get out of this, so I'm going to skip you it. Say, glitch glitched out. <laughs> glitch glitched out. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I actually really liked the glitch sections. I thought they were really cool. I did too. Put, like, what I played before I skipped them. <laughs> they forced story into it at the end. I don't know if you played the, any of the end ones. They forced story into it, which I thought was really unnecessary and made it feel like yeah. kind of janky. It had, it had like its own little story where she was like, you know, saving the world from that virus. I thought I thought that was really cool. I, like, I really did like those bits too. I just, I couldn't be bothered with them after um, it just <laughs> fucked up on me. Anyway, give it, give me give me my next round of furfies. Sure, my friend. Sure, my friend. Before we get too too sidetracked by a, a video game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Wince, uh, sorry, uh, Wisconsin woman nearly doubles her Smurfs collection record. Or, a man keeps everyday meal orders and keeps he keeps in his personal collection. So, Can you repeat that second one, sorry? Uh, yeah, I think I missed a word there. So, man keeps every day... Sorry. No, I said day. Man keeps every meal he orders and puts them in his personal collection. So, he's like ordering Uber Eats or something, but not eating it and then just keeping it? Well, I don't, I don't know. I haven't read them either. So, there's either a man who just keeps his meals from various places and puts them in a collection or there's a woman who has a Smurf collection. Again, the Smurf thing is so specific. Such an obscure reference to bring up out of nowhere as well. Although the Smurfs, what a show. Gargamel? Oh, best villain ever. I haven't watched Smurfs in... A long time. Not since I was a uh, real little kid. I. I actually didn't even like that show. Why did you say you what a show then? I just thought it would be funny. You just lied to our faces. I didn't say it was good. I just said, what a show. <laughs> what a show. What a shit show, though. <laughs> I said, like, Gargamel, best villain. Easily, like, the worst villain ever. He never succeeded in anything. Um. Anyway, uh, did she have a giant smurf collection or did this guy <laughs> i don't even really understand the second one if he's say, keep ordering meals and keeping them instead of eating them or i, mean, I think fun. the fact that it's such a vague and confusing title would make people want to click on it though to find out what it means yeah so i'm gonna go with the first one being the furphy uh, which one did i say first i've forgotten the smurf one the smurf, smurf collection 
No, no, <laughs> oh, fucking got you, bastard. <laughs> yeah, I just got me by writing a confusing fake article. <laughs> so I just, yeah, exactly. I, I fucking butchered that. I was just like, when we were talking at the start, I'm just like writing it up, and I just like put it together. Really, the grammar's just like completely off. I'm just like listening to you as I'm typing it. I'm like, I can't even read it myself. <laughs> I really should have picked up on that when you said it wrong the first time. Well, that's obviously his type that wrong. Yeah, but not necessarily. So I'm more likely to say something correctly that I write myself rather than someone else because I know what it's – I should know what it is, yeah, but, but I didn't. But if you, if you wrote it wrong. No, I think I, I wrote it here, so I'm going to read exactly how I wrote it. Man keeps every meal he orders and keeps it in his personal collection. That's what I wrote. So what did you, did you mean that he was like ordering food and then just not eating it and keeping it? Is that what you? Yeah. So so this this is the story I'm pitching, right? This is this is, this is the fair thing <laughs> I'm telling you at the pub. I'm like, hey Ash, so you're about to read the fake article to me. Yep, yep. Hey Ash, um, did you hear about this uh, bloke, right? And he he goes out to really nice steak places. He goes to McDonald's even, and he gets on his plate. He says, you know, he smells it. He maybe puts his pinky into the gravy. He licks the gravy. He gets a bit of a taste of what that meal would be like. He banks it in his head and he thinks to himself, God, this will be a great meal for the shelf. Delicious, nutritious, and I'll think about it every single time I look at it. And he will say, excuse me, waiter, can you please put this in a takeaway box for me? But make sure it's in a very clear box. I don't want, to, don't want one of those styrofoam boxes. They're white. I can't see through them. It will not display well. So get it in a nice clear takeaway container. He'll put it on a bit of a stand on his mantelpiece and he'll display that steak. And as the years go on, that steak will look a bit gross. It will smell a bit funky. But he will remember that night very well. That night he went out with his girlfriend and his girlfriend's like, why aren't you eating a fucking steak, you queer bastard? And then he... Never (laughs) want to ever enter this room of Mm. these meals. Yeah, it's like, "Mm, what stinks? Oh, it's my collection. My fucking rotting steaks. Well, that could be anything. My collection of corpses. <laughs> yeah, corpses. But it's only bits of corpses. Of from, animal corpses. From, from animals that I should have eaten but didn't. Well, I can guarantee you that if you had have read this fake article to me, then I would have gotten the answer right. <laughs> mm-hmm. You would have been like, mm, that sounds like a bit of a stretch there. <laughs> like, bit of a stretch there. So, uh, But the one that isn't a stretch is uh, from... Oh, I accidentally clicked on Audi ad. I've got to go back. <laughs> now you're going to get targeted ads for the Audi and everything that you do. All right. I'm going to put it here right now, Audi. I've got a fucking Audi. Don't need another one. I've got three of them. Chantel and I got three. Chantel and I got an Audi. And then uh, one of uh, Chantel's uh, staff got her an Audi with her logo put on it. Oh, that's, that's lovely. So Chantel has two Audis. Uh, which is actually the same color as my Audi, which is a nice uh, dark blue one. So I get it mixed up. So I, I wear both. But uh, that's not why we that's not why we're here, Ash. We're here <laughs> we're, we're here to hear about uh, Smurfs, Smurf collection. So a Wisconsin woman uh, who has had been who has been collecting memorabilia based on the children's cartoon characters, the Smurfs, for about forty years, broke her own Guinness World Record when her collection nearly doubled to eleven thousand four hundred and fifty five. I don't know what that means, but I assume that just means pieces of stuff. Yeah, I assume that's what that means as well. Um, what I would think that it means is excessive. <laughs> mm, yeah, a bit excessive. 
Gerda, uh, Gerda, G E R D A. Would you say Gerda? Gerda? Gerda. Yeah, Gerda. It's just all, all I hear is like a building Gerda, you know? <laughs> yeah, I just think that, um, yeah, have you, did you have you watch Futurama? Oh, oh dude. Yes. I just think of that like I am Bender. Please insert Gerda. <laughs> Gerda. That's all I think of. Well, Bender was actually talking about this woman. <laughs> insert Gerda. <laughs> You earned your Smurf collection, just Benza. So, uh, Goethe of Ripon originally set the Guinness World Record for the largest collection of Smurf memorabilia in 2014 uh, when she was certified as having so, 6,320 uh, 6, unique items. Uh, she broke her own record when her collection was again counted and numbered at 11,455 unique items. The woman uh, said to have started keeping her Smurf items safe when she was uh, seven or eight years old and her brother damaged one of her toys. Quote, they were a childhood toy my brother and I played with and he was playing with it and one day he broke one. He was chewing on it and I was like, nope, nope, you can't be breaking my stuff. End quote. Uh, She said, collecting toys and other items featuring the Smurfs soon become a decades-long hobby. Quote, I have fun doing it. There's no other reason than I have fun doing it. End quote. Uh, she said she stopped counting her collection after obtaining the latest record and she invites other collectors to take a shot at claiming the title. Quote, I don't mind sharing the spotlight when it comes to that. There's some great collections that need to be showcased. End quote. I just uh, think that like when they say like, I, I invite people to challenge this title. They know that no one's ever going to challenge that because no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like some other like Smurf collector who's got say nine thousand unique items. So I'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> Always one step ahead. <laughs> um. So uh, she said her collection, which includes toys, beach towels, plates, books, candy, and other items, could. Uh, prove valuable if she ever decides to sell it. Quote, I think I could easily probably get a hundred thousand or more if I sold everything off individually. Uh, end quote. Um, Wouldn't you prefer a hundred thousand dollars than eleven thousand Smurf items? <laughs> I know I certainly would. Yeah, but that's the thing though. Like, How much did she spend on it over the years? Yeah, probably a lot more than a hundred thousand. Yeah, definitely. Um, Honestly, if I ever really fully added it up, I'm just going, I'm just going by some of the bigger ones. Okay, so she, yeah, she's just that's a rough guess. She's probably really, she probably loves Smurfs, obviously, so she's <laughs> probably really overvaluing her collection. But anyway, yeah, I think that's what most people do with any sort of excessive collection like that. They'll overvalue it. Yeah, because it's. But then again, eleven thousand items is a lot. Hundred thousand dollars—that's like less than averaging ten dollars per item. So it's probably not that unrealistic. Because no one's going to want to come. No one's going to come and want to bulk buy that collection. Yeah, I know. That's the other thing I was going to say. Is like, so you've actually got to be able to sell it first. Yeah, imagine how much work that would be. Just like, all right. So what do I bundle in with the towel? How do I sell this fucking old candy? You know, like. <laughs> it's just, it's, it'd be a massive job in just that respect, but yeah. Anyway, that article was from upi.com. If anyone wants to go and check that out. Uh, 
What, what else? I was, I was thinking about this before. Like, oh, should I leave these in the show notes so people can actually go and read them? But then I'm like, well, people will check the show notes and then they'll be able to cheat. <laughs> so I can't. So I'll just we'll just have well, to we'll just have to say on the show where they're from and they can go and check them out if they want. I didn't even say where mine were from, and I actually think that's not, not such a big deal, man. Uh, just if you no, want to, you want to give the, the, the source. I got credit. rid of the first lot, but the first the first one. The Kim Jong-un one. Well, the first lot of ones that I did, I just backspaced them so I wouldn't accidentally get them mixed up when I read the second one. So I don't have them anymore. The Kim Jong-un one is from CNN, which is going to be pretty easy to find. And same with the Blood Moon one. That was from express.co.uk. So again, very easy to find if you just Google Express and Blood Moon uh, Doomsday. You, you'll find it. There'll be someone out there who's like, oh, I don't fucking believe what Ash was saying. I've got to be going Google this uh, bloody monstrosity of an article and they'll bring it up on their phone. And they'll be looking at it and like, well, bloody fuck me dead. That was a real one. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. All right. So you have uh, one more, Ash? You have a third round? No, I only had two. No, you did. Okay. I had two lots of... Three. Oh yeah, so that that's where we went wrong yeah. because I didn't bring the third one. So, well, we'll. It's sort funny of... if you had like the third round, but it was only two, so we went mm. exact backwards. All right, so we've uh, we've hit an hour here on the podcast. Um, we'll start wrapping things up, but but this since this is a pilot, this will probably be the last pilot before we move to the full uh, run of the show. But Ash, let's just have a bit of discussion. How do you think it went? So, you think it was better moving into the crack the furphy a bit sooner? How do you feel about actual like the amount of uh, stories we bring? Do you think it's a good idea to do what I did? Have have like a story and bring like a counter story? Or do you think it's a good idea having a bit of a mixture and having one furphy like you did? How how do you feel about that? And this will be this is um this question is to the audience as well. If you'd like to give us a DM on Twitter or uh what's it, Discord? Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Maybe maybe <laughs> Facebook, that- maybe LinkedIn. <laughs> I think all, out of all of those, the only one that I have is Discord. So pretty much any suggestions will, will have to go to you. Um, I think both have like pros and cons. I think mm-hmm. that having two would technically make it go quicker. But I think having three is probably a bit like a better spread, but it also also is harder to then come up with like extra content, like more stories. Um. How about we just do what we want and we can mix it up? So you can have like you can have one round which is two, and you split it off like that, or you can have one where you mix in two normal articles and sort of do what you want, just mix it up so yeah, it's not the exact same want. each time. Yeah, that sounds good. Cool. Um, I think doing two rounds of it was definitely better. I think three might go for too long because that actually went for quite a while with the two rounds, but I, we did tangent in between mm, we definitely every did every single round and we, we, we don't want to stop well. we don't want to stop the tangents either we want to keep no, the tangents the, in there the tangents are a, a quality content that's exactly what we want because like before we wanted we wanted like just just casual sort of discussion and that's why we had that for like half an hour before we went to the thing but i think it's just better just entwining that casual sort of just bullshit into the actual stories and then those stories also encourage more just discussion as well like with the yeah, I think it's it's good. It worked very fluidly because I had some stuff written down here that I was going to bring up that we could talk about if we didn't like it didn't go real fluid, but it did. But I didn't touch any of the things that I got written here, so I can save them for next time if yeah. you get time. <laughs> you just got you just got written down on your paper, just like my grandma got braces today, Drew. How do <laughs> no, you feel about like, that? 
I've just got Drew sucks written over and over and over, but like S-U-X. Yeah, well, I can talk about that all night, mate. Not sure about that. <laughs> Drew sucks. Yes, he does. No, I don't. I, I actually have. Oh, good. I have actual things, but we mm. won't we won't touch them this week. Yeah. All right. So next week, Ash, are we moving into the full thing? Is that what is that what's happening? Do you feel I safe enough I'm... to leave the confines of a pilot? To go to, I think I think I feel pretty good. This this one was definitely a lot better than last week, and I think that was probably just largely being more prepared, which helped us get onto more fluid content. Flowed like a river. It just worked real well. All I can think about is your bloody furphy when you're bloody trying to say that someone's painting with their fluids. <laughs> and now you talk about being fluent and fluid. I'm like, fucking Ash, come fucking damn, boy. Yeah, I'm about to go paint a few paintings after this. <laughs> I'm not really. Not really. Um, also, just before I forget, I just looked at it. When I bought that six-pack, I wanted to mention this at the start, but I just forgot about it. When I bought that six-pack of Furphy, look at the bottle of Give me a pack of burger rings. What a legend. Why to give you burger rings with your Furfies? I have no idea, but I wasn't about to punch a gear force in the mouth. I was like, oh, thank you. Did like, he say no anything worries. to you when he gave them to you? He just said, no worries. I don't think he cared. He's probably just trying to get rid of them. Maybe they're about to go out of day. Yeah, I'll lay out of day. I mean, I was happy with it. Like, Hell yeah, burger rings. Stale burger rings now. They're, they're the chip. See, I think the problem with like trying to check if they're out of date as well is I think this is one of the big boxes with the little packs in it and the, the use by date is on the big box mm. not on the little packets mm. so i don't know what the use by date is anyway i just wanted to bring that up because i thought it was cool haven't had burger rings in years oh dude i love burger rings so much so i've just noticed that it looks like there's some sort of creature under my bed that's just the reflectors on my high vis for work uh i don't believe you ash that is uh that is also the Grouch, he actually lives under your bed. Yeah, he wears high vis now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they kept throwing him into trash compactors, so we had to do something. <sighs> All right. All right. So, Ash, I've got a I've got a dad joke we'll try and impress the rep with. I know we said I know I said like, oh, I don't know about impress the rep this week, but let's let's try and impress the bloody bastard. I feel good about this episode. I've, we had a lot of fun doing it. I don't know if anyone's gonna have fun listening to it, but I'm sure they fucking might. Um, <laughs> well better. Yeah, well, if you if you haven't had fun, I'm I'm sorry about that. So, uh, bloody barman, uh, is is the is the Furphy repping today? Yes, he is actually. He quite often comes in. All right, so Mr. Furphy rep, we've got a bit of a joke to ask you here, mate. So, oh, can, can we uh, can we talk to you? All right, boys, impress me. Why should we sponsor you? Being sponsored by Furphy is a very prestigious title. Um, I'm, I'm aware of how prestigious it is, mate, um, but I've got a bit of a joke here. I can make you laugh a little bit, I think. Uh, I know you're not so much into, uh, say, semen and blood, which, which we discussed earlier in the episode, but you might enjoy this one. So a bit of a, a bit of a joke here for you, mate. So this one is uh, really exciting. So uh, I'm afraid of the calendar. Its days are numbered. <laughs> Sorry, boys. We're all sponsored oh. up this month. <laughs> I'll be back next month if you want to give it another go. All right, yeah, so... response I would have expected mm, from that joke. Yeah, no. So the fair few rep was not impressed with that one, but as we do continue on, we are moving into a full show as of next week. 
be on YouTube and podcast services and all that type of thing. So hopefully over the next year, two years, we'll garner a sponsorship from Furphy themselves. Maybe we get some nice promos. Maybe we'll get some hats, T-shirts. Maybe they'll give us a million dollars. Million bucks, straight up, just bang. Here you go, boys. Wouldn't that be something? Yeah, I'm psyched. You know what? I just stopped making the podcast on the spot. Like, oh, I'm done. But <laughs> <laughs> well, Ash, come back. Uh, it was, it's actually a deal where we get a, a eked out over ten years, so we actually get a hundred dollars <laughs> an episode. Not actually worth that much then. Yeah, yeah. It's pretty good. No, if, no, that, no, that no. would be brilliant if we could. Even if we just get something like they give us some t-shirts and some hats, I'd be very happy with that. I would be. I would be too. So we've got to uh, we've got to work out actually how to talk to another rep who's not just hanging out at the pub every week, um, who we can actually get something done. But until then. Uh, until then. Yeah. How are we going to end the show as well? That's another thing. Got to work out. Got to really think about these uh, little small things when I'm hosting. I'm just sort of uh, coming here to talk to you, but when it comes to actually running the show, I'm like, oh, shit. Um, yes. Yeah, it's something that we've not really talked about. It sort of just ends. Yeah. If you're like, yeah, bye. See you next time. Yeah. All right, Ash. Really come up with like an ending. Mm. Ash, it's time to leave the pub. My family is calling for me. I'll see you later. We haven't seen you in days, Drew. Not too bad. I'm talking to Ash. <laughs> About the pub. <laughs> Putting a bed on the ponies. Oh, the odds are good today, Ash. <laughs> that ash you coming home with me is that what's going on i just i i don't know what you're saying i'm going to assume the music's playing and i'm going to dance because yeah. i can't hear anything he can't hear me over discord while this is playing so i'll do bye everyone